0: This is a Baby Brunch podcast. Another podcast for our Baby Brunch parenting series. And her face lights up because she's a parent, she's a mom. Ruda, I know you as a storyteller first. And you've been on our TV screens and you've been a journalist, I can say, for nearly 40 years. That's a lifetime. And now it reaches the stage where you are telling not just other people's stories on TV, but you've launched this project and a book that says, tell me your story. Today, I have the privilege to sit next to you and with Ruda Landman. And where we are, we, we're in Kalkbai, so Brandes, and... There's, there's the sea, and if now and then you hear a little bang, it's because we're sitting right next to the rocks in this beautiful glass harbour house, where I'm busy chatting to, Ruda, so it's such a privilege. Dit is my so voorraag om met jou te to sit vandag. Baie dankie vir jou tijd. Dit is so lekker om jou weer te
1: sien, want jy was, you was <laughs> deel van jy jylle reeks onderhouding, right? yeah. he? Vir veranderdinge. Eerste yeah. reeks van veranderdinge. Dit
0: was jou TV show. Ja. Yeah. Ruda, dit is raar gekreid om jou I I, I, I so much in the book and I want to get to the stories and to the crux of why you write these stories and why you tell people stories and when I paged through it last night, I thought what an amazing canvas to have with someone who has such a lot of influence. You were on our TV and I was like, Blanche, sick, <laughs> okay, Derek and on our TV and you know your school Heisberg, by then <laughs> and tomorrow is Monday. But I look your book and, I, and I, what I enjoyed about the stories was the fact that all of our stories are different. When you write these stories in, in your book, tell me your story, what stands out for you about each of the stories that you, that you talk to people about? I am
1: so deeply under the impression of how Different our experience of our shared country and our shared time span is, us as South Africans. Mm. You know, we say we're diverse and we don't, we never think what it really means. But every single one in this book, there are 18 stories plus myself, we all come from such different. We start at different points. And that colours and shapes our whole experience. And if you go from Jonathan Shapiro to Patricia DeLille to John Carney to Nick Benadel to Esmery Weidemann, it is really, we, we are a tapestry. And every one of us is just one single strand. And that's why trying to withdraw into separate little corners where it's just us, me and my people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, it really doesn't work because you can't extricate yourself. We are, it's like a tapestry. Mm. And if you withdraw one thread, the whole thing unravels.
0: I love how much you tell about South Africa. I, I know, a journalist and sien elke people in the media and Sometimes of these really credible and aan n tye vertel hulle net stories en ons hoef nie te luister nie maar wat ek geniet van jou approach self is is dat jy laat almal hulle eie storie vertel en elkeen is geldig You weet know, it's important. it matters Absolutely. when you think of south africa as a country and having seen stories and being a journalist for so long. I mean, I I read in your book, I didn't even know you started with an Afrikaans radio station back then. I didn't realise that that is how you started your career as a journalist. But I don't know, and I perceive that you've told the stories of South Africa for such a long time, Mm. whether it was from your point of view or from other people's point. Mm. If you had to explain one thing to your future grandson, daughter about South Africa as a country from stuff that you have gathered over the years,
1: what would it be? What would you tell your grandchild? Always think of people as individuals. Your tribe, whether it's Afrikaans or Zulu or English, Jewish, whatever, does not define you. People are endlessly surprising. And yet South Africa as an entity has a hold on our hearts that is absolutely undeniable. So it's that, it's a double ambivalent thing. On the hand, means that we are fiercely independent and different as people. And yet there's this magical thing called South Africa and we all go a bit, what my husband calls Gaga, mm. as soon as we hear the uh, funny national anthem or see the the equally funny flag. Um, and it just, yeah, this is our place.
0: I listen to you and and I enjoy being so close to you and having to look in your eyes. I learned that Ruda in doesn't drink, <laughs> drink any sugar sy in our tea. She drinks, she drinks, she doesn't drink any sugar in her tea. I learned my mom, she doesn't drink any sugar in her tea. Wou jij ooit Zuid-Afrika verlaat? Het jy ooit een begeerte gehad om ergens anders te blijven? Jy was immers wit in die tachtigs en in die en
1: jy is nog steeds so. Ja, nee. Ons het nooit, kijk, dit zou natuurlijk een f- vernootskapsbesluit wees ja. tussen my en my man, ek is 40 jaar getrouwd. Um, ons het dit nooit oorweeg nie. J.P. is een politiek-economisch analist in Suid-Afrika. Suid-Afrika is wat hy ken, dis amper sy dis waarmee hy werk, soos wat is skreinwerker met houtwerk. Um, so vir hom, om ergens anders van vooraf te begin, sou baie vreemd wees. En ek meen, jy kan nie as, uh, onthou, ek, het, ek was in die ongelooflike positie om een journalist te wees oor die oorgang. Um, en enige journalis in daai tyd, dit het net jou verewig verander. Hmm. Daar was soveel stories, daar was da was soveel wat niet, noes was. Nou kan jy moest jy daarna weggaan nie.
0: Ek, ek wil weet, en, en ek het brandende begeert om dit te vraag, want ek het, terwijl ek gister na jou story lees, denk ek, ah, oh, dit is so awesome, want ek heb my sissy praat altyd die oor, en, en as iemand wat leefstels praat, I don't think I'm a writer. I think I, I, I speak for a living. But I remember in 85, and this big truck arrived, and it was the first time I saw someone with a gun. And I saw people on guns driving down the railroad Road, we were in Ravensmeet. And I thought, I wonder where Rudo was during that time as a journalist. Where were you in 85? Just give me perspective, because, I mean, that, that was my
1: reference of... Of, of also growing up, you know? Yeah. You know, uh, people forget very quickly. In 85, we had a state of emergency. We did not have a constitution guaranteeing, among other things, freedom of speech and freedom of the media. Sure. I worked for the SABC then, which was the only broadcaster in the country. There were no independent radio stations. We did not have the internet. So your source of information was the SABC. And the SABC was totally controlled by the governing party. Hmm. And it wasn't... It was never spelt out to us. I mean, I was one of the juniors at that time. But it was never spelt out, but it didn't have to be. It was just taken for granted that you would, that the bosses above you definitely would not allow you to veer too far off. You know, and the kind of thing that you saw on the street that day, we very seldom could broadcast because, as I say, state of emergency, police, block block it would just put up a blockade and say, journalists, do not cross here. That is unthinkable now. But then... It was the way it was.
0: Where were you in 94? (laughs)
1: Um, It was quite a thing to decide what to do for Sunday nights when the whole world had been doing the story throughout the week, of course, because the the, uh, elections were supposed to be just one day, and that was, I think, the Wednesday. And then in the end, they ran on for Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, and the counting went on and on and on. But we didn't know that ahead of time. So we decided to go back to a place where we'd been eight months before, Schweizer In August of '93 the white town of Swiserunica gave the freedom of the town to Eugene de Blanche. Hmm. Ne? <laughs> so the black township promptly decided to make Joe Medici, who was then head of MK, um, an honorary citizen on the wow. same Saturday. <laughs> so there was this, this star had a, an, a, a headline in about three-inch letters saying, It's war! Sure, and we went then, I think every single meter of razor wire in the country was laid between, between the two communities. And people talked, you know, fire and brimstone, and we're going to drive them into the sea, and they don't know no what, what, they, what they've got coming, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Okay, so, and nothing happened. There was no violence, nothing. yeah. Each one had their very weird little ceremonies, and then that was it. We all went home. <laughs> so eight months later, we go back to Schweizer Inaker. And the miracle of that election was that nothing happened. Mm. The whole world, all the journalists of the world were here waiting for the explosion was not even a damp squib
0: nothing yeah
1: nothing happened that was the miracle the, i remember this huge very imposing young africans farmer in swizerienika i'd say vaks mensie met sy bakkie gebring om te kom sê stem Sim, yeah maar nou staan hy agter hierdie vroutkie en hy's omtrent twee keer so groot soos sy en, en nou loop ek ...langs die rij af met die microfoon... ...and vraag, je weet, uh, wat voel julle... ...and wat denk julle, en so on. And die... die uh, ...soit werkersvrouw... ...niemand het in haar leven... ...vader haar mening gevra nie. ja. Yeah. So there's no way... ...she can find words... Mm. ...or find the, the confidence... ...or the, you know... ...it is so different now. Mm. Um, so she just kind of... ...put her toe into the floor... ...and fold it into herself. And... This big oak standing behind her said, and then they, they say that her vote will count as much as mine. <laughs> oh no. But he stood there um. behind her for four hours on that day, and she voted and, and he voted and they all went home. I mean it it was just unbelievable. Tell me your story.
0: Ruda Landman's book, it's lying here in front of me and I am inspired by the stories of South Africa and change and, and like you've said, people's own, people's own story. Um, ons vertel ons eie stories. Mm. And what interesting was for my, to ek, Jelani, einde van die boek kom and ek sien dat jy a onroute voer met yourself. Ja, <laughs> yeah, die uitgevers
1: het aangedrong.
0: <laughs> ek dink ek is awesome, <laughs> want baie keer moet ons eindelijk ons eie biografie skryf, yes. because that's... That's when people can't argue your because it's your story, right? You yeah. can't tell me who I am. I, I know who I am. Decline the deal of with and I really missed it because parenthood is everything to yeah. me. I, mm-hmm. I look up to you as a mom, and I, I just want to check in with you. I know a lot about your life as a journalist and I know a lot about you as a person that stories tell in South Africa and from South Africa. Where were you when you fell pregnant? Where in your career were you when you and your husband
1: realized you you're expecting? There are so many elements to that. Um, I was... My career had just actually started taking off because the SABC started the first ever live actuality show called Network and Network, and I was on the Afrikaans team. And there was this flurry. You know, we didn't have celebrities. Mm. Um, we, what Did, did the Goli exist? I don't think so. <laughs> um, and we really did not have celebrities. Yeah. And suddenly there was television. So it was a huge thing. And... I remember me throwing a little hissy fit about a feminist hissy fit. Why should I resign? Because we are having a baby. And my husband very seriously said, if you want to, I will take over and you can go back to work immediately. Wow. And I will take on the primary role of of looking after this baby. But then you must remember that you will be the primary breadwinner for the rest of our lives. Mm. I took, thought about it for about four seconds and I said, no, thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It is, it's just not how, if I may still say it, how we are wired. Mm. I don't think so. Um, or I think very few women mm. are wired for that. But, um, yeah, so it was also having... Spoken about the, the, the difficulty with the state of emergency and the townships were in flames, and it was a it was a deeply unhappy time in mm. South Africa's history. Uh, I was actually quite happy, satisfied, to be able to exit elegantly, mm. um, and then so I was available when Bill Ford found me 18 months later. <laughs> Was it an was it
0: an easy birth knowing that it was an e- it was not an easy time? I mean, you work in media. That's it's mm. what I do. It's it mm. kind of becomes your life when, mm-hmm. even when your personal things arises. To jij to jij geboorte skink. Eerstens, waar had jy dit gedoen? Waar was jy? Wat 'n hospitaal, fysies? En wie was die babar? I mean,
1: how much did he weigh? What did you name him? Ons het vijf jaar vir Janus gewag. Moet nooit vir iemand vraag. En wanner kom die baba? Hmm. As hulle omtrent twee sekondes getrouwd is nie. Hmm. Of vir die ma van die, breid of die breidegom. O, jy gaan nou nou lekker ouma word. Hmm. Dit is nie onder ons beheer nie. Dit is een verschrikkelijk emotionele ding back off. Ek stem. Ja, dankie. <laughs> so, Rudant gesê,
0: back off. <laughs>
1: so, vijf jaar lang het ons vormgewaag. En, um, het uh, was, ach, elkeense geboorteproces, as moes nou maar anders en myne was, um, dit het twaalf uur lang aangehou, en toe het hulle besluit hulle doen een keizer. Mm. Um, en hierdie, Thingy, he had 2.3 kg weight. He had yeah. no boukies had. Excuse Johannes. Hi <laughs> ah, Johannes. But <laughs> he is uit die family name. ons is very traditional. Mm. Um, and ja, yeah, he was in a new mass, I have net say. It isn't easy. I don't know if there are proverbial earth mothers for whom it just comes naturally. It didn't for me. I struggled with the breastfeeding. I struggled with just knowing what to do with him mm. and the, the overwhelming sense of responsibility. This little person, this little, I'm in charge. Mm. <laughs> what did I know? Nothing. But fortunately, Rosie Ngangat, who lived with us and still lives with us 31 years later, um, was much more, she was much better with him than I was. Much better. And uh, made me feel completely useless. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very natural feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hang in there. It does get better.
0: I mean, I look up to you for the mere fact that as a journalist and someone who actively worked <laughs> in and on South Africa's history, you were able to take time off to give birth, stay mm. with your son, mm. and
1: then go back to work? How do you go back go back? I didn't go, have to go to the office at eight and stay there until five. Mm. It was always a semi-freelance, um, working from home. So there were times when I was completely away for two days on a mm. shoot. But then for the rest of the week, I would be home and be working on and off. Did you, did you earn less than the males? Yes, in the beginning. <laughs> and when I found out, um, you may have heard that the woman who plays Queen Elizabeth on the crown was paid less than the guy who plays Prince Philip. Mm. And obviously, she wears the crown. <laughs> so when she found out, she, uh, yeah, they are now paying her back. Mm. So when I found out that I was paid less than Derek,
0: I <laughs> made ah! so I'm actually getting up. This is so... Did you make... Was it public? No, no, no. <laughs> does he does he know that you know? We,
1: yes, but we put it right uh, immediately. Well, Cap uh, combined artistic productions who with the producers. Put it right immediately. I love that story. <laughs> I love that. It was thirty years ago. It's thirty years in August. How much more was he paid? A lot. I more. That I don't remember. Was it like double? No, I think
0: but no, a little bit more. Yeah. Sure, I can see I'm going to take what your brought, but no, it's just interesting. because no, you have to
1: think about it because women do not talk about it. Men do. That's why he got more. He mm. negotiated. I said, oh, that sounds like fun. And Bill said, and this is the, the, the price tag. And I said, okay, oh, that yeah. sounds lovely. You know, that's how we roll. And it's not good for us. We must learn to actually talk about sure. money. Talk about, learn to talk about money.
0: Love that. Totally love that. I didn't mean to digress. So, okay, you had a freelance position and you were married
1: and you had a supporting husband. That's great. I, yeah, the first thing that I say when women ask, how do you do it? I say, choose the right partner. Sure. Because it's, in my case, it was, you know, he was just, there shoulder to shoulder all the time always how important is it to ask yourself
0: these questions even after motherhood the same questions that you actually answered without me having to ask it things like is the money right am I in the right position how how important is it to interview yourself and ask these questions the same things you did in tell me your story your book so that we can just find ourselves again and go, ok, this is wie is, mm. en ok, I is een grusten, of ek is nie, of ik mm. is Elana, of ek, ek weet nou nie rarig waar ek Doen jy dit gereeld? Vraal jy jouself baie keer af waar, waar is ek nou, en wie is ek?
1: Die een ding waar oor ek sterk voel, is dat you toch soblief nie jouself moet zien as een slagoffer nie. There is nothing as boring as a victim. And you are never a victim. You make choices and you make choices because you are a rational human being. Sometimes you need a stable job, even though you don't much like the content of that job. Mm. Remember why you take it and hold on to that. And when you can, you change it. But don't sit there and say, oh, well, this is all I could ever do because. No, it was a choice. Take out of it what what you went into it for, if I can put it that way. And having a, a solid foundation and a good salary and so forth is not to be sneezed at. Mm. You know, this thing about, you know, go out and be who you must be. <laughs> all very well. You must pay the bills. Mm. So it's always a balance. Is there a thing like balance, <laughs> Ruda?
0: See, even you laughed at <laughs> it.
1: Oh, oh, in the long term these are it's, kind
0: of... it's 10 past 12 where we're interviewing <laughs> And I haven't even had breakfast But my children have <laughs> Well good for you, that's why you're looking so pretty Thank you, I do look pretty So does Ruda Coming back to Tell Me Your Story And I, and I love your, your approach to motherhood And I, I just think that And I want to say this if no one has ever told you this Because this book is full of other people's stories And I want you to know That you are a hero, a mommy hero to so many people, and that we do look to you, and say, oh wow, Ruda can it do it. She a a successful career, you are still busy om yourself to reinvent, you are on the board of Media Friend so to see as ons IGMO, and I am the MC, and here you have a book, and you are still although you have got you your, so nice your own needs, but you still create a platform to tell other people's stories. I think mm. that that's courageous. I think it's so wonderful. In it as well, and I mean, this is not even a question. I see that you've interviewed Gugu Zulu, mm. and in it you say that he was, because he'd already passed on now that the book, well, it's on our shelves, and he's he's passed on, and and, and you, you had a privilege of chatting to mm. his wife as well. Mm. Um, but I, I wanted you to know that. I wanted you to know that you're a mommy hero and that, and that we appreciate for what you do still in, in, in journalism and in our lives as a mom. What is the one best thing? The one best thing. You have to only choose one, Ruda. What is the best thing that ever happened That
1: was two. My man and my son. <laughs> 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 dis uh, my familie, ons drie by mekaar, en nou ons schoondochter, Ronel. is net, uh, f, dis die basis wat op my hele leven staan. Hmm. Nie, ander goed, is was ongelooflie baie keer, en was, uh, maar dis soos die, soos die blinkgoedjes aan die kersweesboom. Hulle is die boom. Ja.
0: As jy, as jy een ding vir jou sien kon sê, so if you can say one thing to your son that he would have to remember forever together with his wife and his children that he will have one day, please God. What is, what is it that you want him to know in his heart always? Because you're his mom.
1: Don't look for solutions outside of the union. It may be difficult... Stay there. Don't immediately think, oh, it will be easier or brighter or sweeter outside. I know there are many people who come to a point where they, where they decide that it is just better if they are no longer together. For, from someone who's, who was there mm. and came back from that brink, There's nothing like the companionship with someone who remains your best friend for 40 years. Sure.
0: Tell me your story. Ruda Landman, it has been an honour. To listen to more of our podcasts, babybrunch.co.zi.
1: What Ek het nou een heerlijke middag eten aan, saam met partij van die mense wat in die boekes en saam met ander lekker mense soos jou. Ja, en saam eet. Ja, in ons sit hier op Kalkbaai, en dit is baie prachtig. What's not to like?
0: What's not to like? Well, like this.